0: This is Safety Bry, your number one safety geek. Why do we have the behaviors that we do? Superheroes in the workplace, right? All of those things that go into making you an effective safety manager. I love what we do. Motivation, learning, teaching, training, teamwork. I, tell you, I geek out over that just as much as I do safety. Hello, 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 my safety friends. How are you doing today? Welcome to the Safety Geek Podcast. And oh boy, do we have a topic today. We are diving in to the back brace argument. Yes, we are. This one's going to be fun. So let's get started. My name is Bri. I am your number one safety geek. I have been a safety professional for 20 years, another six, or it was part of my job. And I absolutely love what we do. And I love talking about the back brace argument. You want to know why? Because after 20 years, I am still on the fence. I am still on the fence, guys. And I would love to hear your thoughts about back braces. But first, let's dive into today's topic. So it is a controversial subject. It really is. Like, Safety managers can talk about this forever. So I do have a lot of strong feelings, but like I said, they are mixed. So let's. for those of you that are not aware of what the argument is, the argument is, do back braces work? Should you require the use of back braces? Should you pay for them if they're requested? And should you allow your employees to wear their own back brace? All right, so there is a pro side to the back braces, right? So the pro side is that people believe that they provide added support. And honestly, they do feel good, right? If you've ever worn a back brace, it's just like, it feels good. It feels like, okay, I could take on the world, right? My back is strong. Um, the pro side also says that they remind you to lift correctly Because if you have the brace on, it's kind of uncomfortable if you don't lift correctly or just the whole fact that you're tightening it up to lift reminds you, okay, let me put my feet in the right position, my hands in the right position. Um, And because of those two things, back injuries are reduced. That's that's the people that are pro back brace. That is what they always say. And it's not that that's wrong because it might not be, right? And we'll get into that. The con side. The people that are against back braces, what do they say? Um, the biggest arguments I get is they don't wear them correctly. So, because they're not wearing them correctly, they're not going to be used right. And because they're not wearing them correctly, they reduce blood flow to the back muscles, which makes them weaker and more susceptible to injury. Um, and personally, I've kind of seen that. At least that was what. I saw, you know, as a result. So I don't know if I have this in my notes, but he, let me tell you my story. So I had a guy who, because in the food industry, you wear a lot of gear. You can't tell whether or not someone is wearing a back brace. They're wearing their normal clothes, which are generally layers because you're in a room that is 38 or 39 degrees. Um, so they're wearing layers to begin with. And then they wear, a freezer jacket or a refrigerator jacket. And then they wear a white smock on top of that. So they have all this gear on. You can't tell that somebody has a back brace on. So this particular employee wore a back brace every day, tightened up underneath his gear every single day. And one day he left it at home. And that day he lifted a box and he strained his back. And in my mind, with no scientific evidence whatsoever, other than me being a know-it-all safety manager, (laughs) said, reduce blood flow to the back muscles, made them weak, and then when you went to go lift, you're not wearing your back brace like you were used to, and you strained your back. I mean, luckily, it was a minor strain, but still. Um, The other con side argument is that employees think they are invincible, and they try to lift more than they are physically able to, Right. Another con is that they mask the injury through compression. So because when a back brace is tightened up, it's offering a little bit of compression. People don't actually know that they're injuring themselves. And that because of all of these things, the not wearing them correctly, the reduced blood flow, the invincibility, and the masking of the injury, they actually cause injuries. Okay. So what does the research say? I'm a scientific junkie. I want to know what the research says, right? guess what? The research says nothing. There is no conclusive data either way. There is no significant difference after study, after study, after study that back injuries are reduced by the use of a back brace. Now, I will tell you because my college degree was a scientific one, I really dive into research and I really dive into Uh, quality research. So I'm not going to accept any research on its face value. I actually look for any um, conflicts of interest. So if you're going to quote me data that shows the back braces one way or the other, um, make sure that whoever funded that research (laughs) was not a back brace company, or somebody who had something different to try to sell basically. So there is no research anywhere that says the back braces offer a significant difference. And I mean, I looked at several studies on this, and I could not find them anywhere. So the argument, I love to talk about it, because we can just argue back and forth. And the thing is, is that both sides are right, right? There's no pro, there's no con. I mean, there's We're all right. (laughs) Whether, regardless of what choices you make, regardless of whether or not you allow them, regardless of whether you require them, you're right. You know, if you're seeing data within your workplace saying that it's helping, then you rock on with yourself, right? If you see data that it's not helping, then you take them away. Either way, you're right. So I love that part of it too. Now we do want to make sure that when you do use a back brace, that they are used properly. So when I was talking about the con side, and I said that people don't wear them properly, what exactly did that mean? So the proper use of a back brace is that it's only cinched up when you are actually lifting, that you don't keep it tight all day long. And the reason for that is that when you keep it tight all day long, it's losing its impact. It's losing the fact that people are remembering to lift correctly, that people are like going through the motions of tightening it and running through their mind proper lifting. Um, Or it could be the case where the muscles are weakened, right? So in my experience, this is why I don't like back braces, it's too much of a pain to try to track whether or not people are, are wearing them correctly, right? Oh, and you also want to make sure that they're seated correctly, that they are on the lower back and not on the hips. I've seen that too. People wear them on their hips, and I'm like, that's not doing you any good. Um, so that's that's my thing, is that I I had a hard time tracking their proper use. So it's much easier to just say no back braces are allowed than it is to try to manage their proper use, right? And you have to remember, people are lazy. They really are. They just want to put them on and wear them all day. Even though the manufacturer says, no, that's not what we recommend, right? And this is why people believe that it reduces that blood flow, okay? So be cautious in changing your policy. So if you are looking at, you know, you already have a back brace policy and you want to get rid of it, be cautious because it there could be some valid, even though there is no scientific evidence, there could there could be some validity in the fact that it is reducing blood flow. So if you just all of a sudden get rid of it, you could end up with a rash of back injuries. Who knows? I wouldn't want to take that chance. So what I would say is that um if you're going to do it, make sure that you are transitioning them out of it, or you're transitioning them into it one way or the other. Because even if you've never used back braces before, and then all of a sudden you're requiring it, that can be uncomfortable too. And then that could cause a rash of problems as well. So make sure you're, you're just transitioning people into it. All right. And my big thing is make them visible. Don't allow them to wear them underneath all their gear. Uh, they could like, even in my case, he had his back brace on every time he was lifting, you know he could have been a made it a visible that he was tightening it. I really don't know actually, I don't think he could have done anything, but you know you want them to be visible so that way you can maintain their proper usage okay And if you don't require it but you allow them, then keep a list of who's using them so that way you you're aware of this is a a back brace person and this is not a back brace person. Um, and if you paid for them, that's kind of easy to know. But if you're allowing the employees to bring in their own back braces, which is perfectly okay, you just want it to be part of your PPE inspection cycle. So you can tell them, hey, I have. To, if you're using your own back brace, I need to inspect it on a monthly basis. And that'll help you track who has it. Because I mean, it's just like any other PPE that needs to be inspected. So you can put in like a written inspection thing. All right. So that's pretty much the back brace argument. And the reason why I am still on the fence is actually another idea I want to share with you guys. So it's a, it's an interesting caveat that I recently was exposed to that kind of totally changed my my mind about back braces too, right? So there was an argument in my workplace about Boots versus tennis shoes. So at the at our facility, we had a rash of foot and ankle injuries, and as a corporation of a whole, they had a very high percentage of foot injuries. So they implemented a six inch lace up boot requirement. They also implemented steel toed shoes as a requirement as well. But it was the six inch lace up boot that caused. Um, a lot of problems because people didn't like to wear a lace up boot. And I had one employee that had a medical notice that they were not allowed to wear a lace up boot, which was perfectly fine. But he came to me with this argument because he was like, You need, you should justify why you're requiring this. And I was like, you know what, that's a very good point. And I'm a research junkie. So let's look into it. Okay. He was already medically released from it. But his point was, he said, I have dislocated my ankle 12 times in my life. So he was, I don't know, probably in his 40s. And he he originally hurt his ankle as a teenager. So over his whole life, he had dislocated his ankle 12 times. And his doctor told him after about I don't know, so many times, I don't know, probably recently, the doctor told him that he felt that the boots he was wearing were causing the problem. So he was wearing boots at work, like lace-up boots, and then when he would take the boots off, his ankles were weak. Going back to the back brace brace problem, right, where lack of blood flow, lack of muscle um, tension or whatever... Um, causing the ankle dislocation and breaks. He had like breaks too. He broke it one time and multiple dislocations and breaks. So I found that very interesting that here we had a medical doctor saying, yeah, it may be preventing your, your injury at work, but when you're getting home, it's causing you injury because you're no longer in the boots that are giving you the support. So he just told him no boots whatsoever, strengthen those ankle muscles to keep everything in place. Interesting, right? So he comes to me with this and I said, interesting. (laughs) I love that word. So anyway, I started doing some research and although we can't find any back brace research, I found plenty of ankle brace research that was valid, that did have significant differences. So there's a plenty of ankle brace research that is funded by ankle brace companies. This particular research was not. I can't remember who it was funded by. I believe it was a government agency, but it was not funded by somebody who had an interest in you wearing an ankle brace. And what it was, was 1,800 high school basketball players, both boys and girls. And they they randomly selected them of so many to wear a lace-up brace and so many not to, right? Now, granted, it's a lace-up ankle brace and not a boot. I get that. It's not a back brace. I get that. But it's very similar, isn't it? And what they found is that the people wearing the lace-up ankle brace saw a significant reduction in their ankle injuries. And it is basketball, not work. But the thing about basketball is there's a lot of cut movements where you're kind of like changing direction very quickly. You're kind of moving the ankle in weird positions, kind of like how we do at work, right? Literally, they saw 65% reduction in injuries by wearing the ankle brace. So that was my backup for my lace boot requirement was I had this research. So it kind of made me feel good about allowing about requiring the lace boot. And then it got me rethinking, should I require back braces? Because if it's working for lace boots, wouldn't it work for back braces? This is why I'm on the fence, my friends. And then I had this guy say, "Yeah," I didn't hurt my, I didn't dislocate my ankle at work ever. It was when I got off of work. He goes, "So yeah, your research is great and you're you're helping your employees while they're at work. But then when they get home, they're just they're going to injure themselves and shouldn't you care about that?" And yes, I do care about that. So then that put me back on the fence going, "I don't know." right? I don't know what's better. Honestly, the best thing out there is to have healthy employees that they're eating well, they're exercising, they have strong muscles. You have all that, you're not going to have muscle, um, muscular skeletal disorder injuries. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot that word. I was like, MSDs, what does MSD stand for? (laughs) You know, so it kind of really just it put me both ways going, why didn't I look at boots the same way as I looked at back braces? Because I've been anti-back braces for many, many years, but I've never been anti-boot until this employee came up to me with that. So I love sharing this research. I love having these conversations. Um, I would love to hear your take on it. Do you require back braces? Do you require boots? Why? Why not? Um, Do you pay for them? I would... I would love to have this conversation. So hop on over to the show notes for this episode. I know there's a link in the uh, in the summary of this podcast. I believe this is episode 18, so it would be asksafetygeek.com forward slash18 so you can get to the show notes and tell me your thoughts, because honestly, I love talking about the argument, but I don't have, I don't have stake in the game either way. I honestly, right now in my life, I would go both ways. And I would just focus on healthy eating habits and exercise because I honestly think that's the that's the uh, way to do it. Alrighty, my safety friends, that is all that I have for you today. I hope that you have an amazing week and that your entire day stays accident-free with no back strains, no ankle injuries. And I will talk to you next week. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. What did you think about this week's episode? I would love to know. Hop on over to www.asksafetygeek.com to leave a comment and a rating on this week's show notes. And while you're there, click on that little share button and tell your friends about it. Thanks. And I will chat with you next week.